Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's just misleading. It's just it's just not what the film <laughs> they is. They should have called it misleading. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I wish I thought of that. I'm so, I'm so angry. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Listeners Guild, where we review your favourite blockbuster movies having only heard the audio. I'm Ethan, and this week I watched the 2002 film Miss Congeniality. These two have only heard the audio to this film. Uh, what did you think, guys? Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> it was all right. It wasn't, wasn't what I was expecting. What were you expecting? Well, all I knew going into it, 
I now think is incorrect. So I was thinking, and this might be another film, and someone's going to be like, this is the film you're talking about. Maybe you guys know. Um, you think I miss Saigon. I was thinking of a pink cover with a girl on the front. She's blonde and she's holding a dog. And that's is what I legally thought blonde? was. Yeah, oh, it's legally blonde. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I haven't so seen legally every, blonde. Everything I knew about this film, therefore, is based on legally blonde. <laughs> I thought she was a blonde woman with a dog and it was a pink hmm. cover and she was, you know, walking towards and she was this precious person and as you both now know that is not what this film is and when you didn't hear a dog you were very disappointed <laughs> i was waiting for the dog the whole way through and then it ended, i was like maybe this isn't that are film. you still waiting for the dog <laughs> yeah well i waited through the end credit scene and there wasn't one mm. so oh. so piers what did you already know about this film i knew nothing you knew I, nothing i knew nothing i knew there was a female lead character <laughs> which is in the title and yeah. that was it yeah mm. Okay, so, so what were you expecting from this film then? Uh, something probably like Legally Blonde. I'd, I was expecting some kind of chick flick. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe fine. Mean Girls, uh, maybe Legally Blonde, something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's got, it's got a similar same. name and a similar poster. So, so when Fair there were enough. a bunch of shouting Russians and shooting in the first mm. five minutes, I was very, <laughs> very confused. Yes, yeah. Mm. So why haven't you seen this film yet? I'd just not seen it advertised anywhere. Yeah, it, it's definitely the kind of film that unless you, unless this film appeals to you, you probably never heard of it. It probably mm. just passed you by, it went over your yeah. head every time you heard it said. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Phoebe was very excited by the prospect of me watching this or listening to this. So right. obviously this is a great film and a classic in some people's eyes, but I barely knew anything about it. It, it, was, it wasn't on my radar. It's it very much on my radar now. Like I, I would recommend this film to others now. Oh really? Um, Having only glowing, glowing yeah. rating by Pierce. Yeah. Goodness me! I suppose um, we'll get into the reviews later. So the the film follows the life of Gracie. I don't know her surname, but she's played Hart. by. They say it quite a bit, don't they? Yeah, it's Hart, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay, Gracie Hart. I think so. It's the sort of thing you pick up on, and not me. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think they only say it like once or twice, but I can remember. Played by Sandra Bullock, as we established. <laughs> yeah. This. So I didn't know that until about two minutes before we started recording. Which completely changes your perception of the film. Well, I, I thought she was blonde, and I thought Sandra Bullock isn't, so that kind of... Yeah. But not legally. So she works... Well, okay, do you know what her job is at the start? Uh, she's FBI. Yeah, right? but you get a good gauge of that, because they open with some spy music, you know, mm. like a yeah. like a really repetitive bass line and mm. little groovy riff and like do-do-do-do-do, spy kind of... So the audio music. tells that story yeah. quite well. Yeah, and then the dialogue in there, they've got well, someone saying like, oh, wait for visual confirmation. Oh, yeah, we've got a briefcase yes, moving yeah. in. And you you know that they're staking you something You definitely out. had yeah. the idea. Yeah. It definitely communicated that, that this was going to be some kind of action thing. Um, mm. Again, maybe this is just because I was biased by the fact that I thought it was legally blonde. Um, I, I thought it was all like a dream or some kind of joke or they were watching something or... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, you I had didn't... too many biases going into this film. <laughs> yeah, no. You can't have that assumption, man. Yeah. So, do you have any idea what was happening in, in that opening scene? I assume it was just like a generic mission to establish the plot line. You know, her mm. character and everything. It didn't seem that important. Yeah, it was merely there to tell you that she works for the FBI. There's basically mm. a, a bunch of guys in a van. I'm assuming staking out a house, and then a taxi yeah. pulls up, and there's a briefcase, and then they raid yeah. the place, and it turns out they're Russian, and then one of them can't breathe. <laughs> of course, yeah. They all shoot and stuff, and she does. She makes some kind of decision that gets one of her colleagues injured. Yes, yeah. right. And so it also serves that purpose of because uh, she gets taken out of the field as a result of that. Yeah, 
Uh, so this film would have gone down a completely different route had that not yes, happened. Yes, yeah. It did quite well of, of communicating all of that. I, I wasn't confused yeah. in the slightest. No, okay, no, no. fine. Well, that's I mean, good. I was because I thought it was legally blonde. But aside <laughs> from that, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't confused. So then she goes home and uses a microwave or something and hits a punching bag or something. She does. She's very frustrated. <laughs> she yeah. She hits she a punching bag with a with a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I'm surprised that came across. <laughs> so. So she goes into work the next day, and her superior, who's played by Ernie Hudson, you may have recognised his voice, right? Um, I didn't. Take, basically, takes her out of the field. They talk through a case about someone who is planning to strike again, and leaves like cryptic clues as to what he's going to do. This was my first point of like, right? I'm a, I'm a bit lost. You know, it, it seemed like, and again, this might just be because I'm missing a lot visually. They thought of the plot. She's going to go mm. into this beauty pageant thing. And they yeah. just kind of made some stuff up around the background. Like, oh, yeah, he did this. And now she has to be a beauty pageant person. You yeah, know? it was mm. something, a viable reason for the FBI to be involved in a beauty pageant. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's like so, starting at the end and then having to work your way back. It was very, yeah. it, it felt like that, imme- like Luke says, it felt like that immediately. They realised yeah. they have to put this scene in here. So I still don't really understand <laughs> anything to do with the actual... To be honest, and, and I'll talk about this maybe more in the final reviews, I think this film would have been better as just a film about a, a girl in a beauty pageant. You know, mm. Maybe actually Legally Blonde. I don't know what happens in that because I haven't <laughs> seen it. But, but if it just started with her entering into this beauty pageant, I probably would have been, would have been more invested. Well, it's a shame because the whole investigation part of it was... So important to the mm. film. It's a big part of the film, <laughs> and, no. and it sounds as though that didn't come across in at my all mind. in the audio. No, Luke was just waiting for a dog to show up. <laughs> I'll be watching an edited version when I. <laughs> I did get a chuckle in the opening bit though, because like yeah. when she's going into a crowd and she's like, "Ma'am, step aside," and then, and then the music cuts, and then she's mm. at a coffee shop. <laughs> I like. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. did like that. Bit. Yeah, that was, yeah. Good. that was a nice good. Uh, good sort of character building, definitely. Um, yeah, it establishes very quickly the main points in the first 10, the, 15 the minutes. The thing is, and this is something that only really Ethan can uh, shed light on, but I'll be interested to see if Piers agrees. She, just through the audio, the main girl, Gracie, sounds like the most disgusting being uh, who's ever lived. She must be hideous because people treat her like crap consistently for the first yeah. like half an hour. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, Gracie's here. What's that smell? It's Gracie. <laughs> Who's that ugly girl? <laughs> well, is that a dog? No, it's just Gracie. Mm. But you can see her, and it's Sandra well, Book. So how, how hideous can she be? I, I think they had to use dialogue to make up for the fact that she's not that disgusting. <laughs> it's almost like you have to be told that she's disgusting rather than shown, because she's not disgusting. She's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and now you know why I didn't know it was Sandra Bullock, because I was like, I can't be anyone <laughs> attractive. Because she can't be a they brunette. Think she's disgusting. <laughs> I was imagining Shrek or something, you know, a near approximation. And, I mean, that plays into the film's uh, plot because she, well, okay, they have to find somebody to enter into the beauty pageant. So yeah. they need someone who's half good looking, at least. Yeah. And they're, they're, are they using a program to virtually put people into bikinis? That's what it sounds that, like. <laughs> I really that, enjoyed that. That, that is exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, one of the, terrible. it's one of the funniest scenes. It's funny, yeah. Is it just, is it like an early, 90, late 90s Photoshop where like, their heads just get superimposed yeah. on a... Well, <laughs> it will, no, it will, it will take their profile in whatever clothes they're wearing. So, you know, for Sandra, it would be... Sandra? What's her name in the film? 
Grace. Grace. Yeah. It would just be what she normally wears, and then it does like a top to bottom scan, and then you just see the clothes like disappear. Uh, dis- <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, awful. Yeah. Like an X-ray. <laughs> I don't know what it, it is visually, but it translates to just like. Uh, some computer sounds and then like 70 men go <laughs> <laughs> but they also um, superimpose some of the guys in the workplace um, yeah yeah and they put their superior who's Ernie Hudson they put him in the program as well yes. and it yeah, photoshops yeah. him into a dress as well it's quite funny <laughs> why a dress why not like you know boys clothes well, it's not a dress it's <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like it looks like a swimsuit, really. Um, right. So why didn't it put him into a boy's swimsuit instead of a girl's swimsuit? Okay, yeah, but that's, that's not funny, funny, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I they're they're really supposed funny. to be seeing who would look good in a beauty pageant. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> is it all guys and one girl? That's what it's made out to uh, be. Yeah. The dog pretty Gracie. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it is. The jeering, yeah. the jeering is a lot of fun. It's, it's funny to listen it to because it's, it's like lads banter. It's just, it's just like out of nowhere, you hear these cheers. It's great. <laughs> They've communicated that really well in the audio. Mm. Then for us to because that's them. exactly what you thought. Exactly. It was. It, yeah. Yeah, I guess because you have the bits of dialogue saying like, "Oh, try search for this or try this one or what about her?" Yeah. So you know yeah, that they're, yeah. they're they up fill to it something. in over the yeah. course of that scene. Yeah. So then they go to the agency. Um, that's going to put her into the uh, pageant. And they meet with Victor. Um, Victor is played by Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was nice. a really good choice for this Yeah, for absolutely. The, the thing absolutely. is, he obviously, I assume, is supposed to be quite a flamboyant character, at least mm. flamboyantly dressed. I don't know, because someone calls him Liberace at some mm. point, mm. don't they? But all I can hear is the, you know, prim, proper Michael Caine, because I couldn't see him. So he just sounded really, like, you know, mannish. Alf- Alfred. And, and yeah. Alfred. Yeah, Alfred, yeah. He's not dressed flamboyantly at all. He's, he's in a suit the whole film, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Why does yeah. he call him Liberace? I don't know. <laughs> so they establish that Gracie should go undercover, don't they? They do. Like yeah. 20, do that, 25 like, minutes in. Disgusting. Yeah, but she's disgusting. And, and that's the point, is that they have to fix her up. Mm. Yeah. Um, but again, she's not that disgusting, really. I don't know. They, they just do a lot of like, <clears throat> again, I guess through they had to do it through the audio, like you said. They do so much to make it sound like she's like the worst person. Oh, Even yeah. just her, like, I mean, they make her snort every yeah. like 10 seconds, like <laughs> more than someone who snorts when they laugh mm. actually does. They just use a lot of random small things to say she's ugly. They like dishevel her hair a little bit. Yeah, they mention her hair. Don't <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, they, they get on a plane um, and then she starts being made up. Oh, there was a plane. Like okay, look all pretty. Yeah, they meet with the pageant people, don't they? Who turns out to be the bad person? Oh, yeah. So that's before they they meet Victor. That's around and then, around the and same. And Frank plane. is introduced, isn't he? The assistant. Yeah. Is he? Assistant. I'm guessing he's his is more physical comedy, and he's like fumbling around. Is he the one that likes her? Who are we talking about? Frank Who's is, assistant. Okay, so there's the woman whose name is oh her assistant. Kathy. Oh, okay. Kathy uh, Morningside yeah. is the yeah. I didn't really understand. Yeah, yeah. He's in on the. Being the bad person. Yeah, yes. Well, he's her son. Yeah. That is but, but that isn't revealed until much later. This is one of those films, I suppose probably a lot of them are like this when you're really listening to it, where there's a lot of characters and because I can't, re- I don't see them and their voices yeah. aren't that, you know, distinguishable from others, I kind of forgot <laughs> who he was until the <laughs> yeah, end. Who they are. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. was and he at like, the beginning? Yeah. And you don't know whether he was there or not. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Michael yeah. Caine's introduction is really good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they established the fancy restaurant with the jazzy piano and the wine and the yeah, yeah. And yeah. the cutlery sounds and the steak in the mouth, that kind of thing. 
So when they leave, they're trying to glide down the street. Mm-hmm. And then... Yes. <laughs> that sounds like it'd be a funny scene. She is a bit flamboyant there, I will say. Because <laughs> yeah, she says it, it, it takes a very secure man to walk like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic 2000 humour. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, it would have been good. A lot of this film has got a lot of, like, 2000-isms in it, you know. Like, it's very much a film from that era. It's got that thing that a lot of films from that era did where there's just so much background talking. Like every 10 seconds you hear people like, whoa, what's she doing over there? And, oh, is, have you seen that girl before? And, hey, did you notice like, she's doing a thing? You know, like every, every 10 seconds. That's funny. I didn't notice that at all. I didn't notice that. Really? No. It happens a lot. No, Especially when she first gets to the pageant. You just hear tons of background talking, but they it's not just like a murmur. You, you specifically hear like, hey, there's a girl and she's walking over here and doing a thing. Like a, all the time, all the way through the scene. I liked that gliding scene, though. It was very good. There was a bit where she slams the hood of the taxi. And then she's yeah. like, hey, I'm gliding here. I like that bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It, that had to be said. Oh, they yeah, absolutely. All, uh, they all come in with, like, these strong, like, Brooklyn accents. Mm. At some point, someone had to say, I'm something over here. So, <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for that. I was like, okay, it's done. But uh, up to that point, I wasn't lost plot-wise. Um, yeah. No, it was, it was very fully, easy to follow. Fully kept up with what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So she's made up while well, they fly across to wherever the pageant is held. They make her beautiful in, like, this airport hangar. It's kind of a weird location to have done it, but I suppose it, it ties into the whole government agency thing. Oh, oh okay. I see. There was a PA system at that point, wasn't there? A Tannoy announcement thing. And it was like, attention. Oh, all yeah, I do hair, remember this. All yeah. the hair removal thingies, something at 2300 hours. What? <laughs> You're in an airport. See, what you... It's like a <laughs> What's giant, hair removal giant like, hangar um, that they're in. It makes sense <laughs> when you watch okay. it. It's not like they're in a tiny beauty salon or something. The FBI have set up a dedicated... I guess so. ...like makeover hangar. As well as this film did with establishing the story and the plot and what's going on, it didn't yeah. do a very good job at establishing environments. So no. I get the story 100%, but I know very, very little about every environment they go to. Okay. So whereas like other films, it's like, oh, they're in a school or oh, they're in a cafe at the moment. In this film, I, I didn't know they got on a plane. I didn't know they were in an airport hangar. You didn't know they were on a plane? No, oh, no I didn't know any of this. It's just she got made up somewhere and then yeah. she went to the pageant. Yes, <laughs> wherever the pageant may magically be. It was quite funny when they were on the plane and uh, she was watching the video of the past pageant winners and she was like fake yeah. crying and she was like, oh, if only I had a brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Um, I thought that was a part of her training with like Victor or something. Yeah, I thought that you was know, part I didn't, of her I didn't realise it was on the, on the plane. Yeah, no, that is on the plane on the way yeah, there. Okay. There was a nice little... Com- um, a moment that I liked, I, I chuckled again. Yeah. Where she's obviously got doing her hair done, and then there, she says, "With all this foil in my hair, I'm getting HBO." <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> I remember. I remember. <laughs> um, and Michael Caine turns around and says, "Eyebrows? There should be two. It's just hitting you all the time with this with this yeah, thing." Yeah, these small quips. <laughs> uh, is it again one of those examples of the writers just like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> what did um, they do to make her look better? If she's Sandra Bullock, she looks okay, right? Well, so, I suppose what? that in the shots when she's supposed to be ugly, which she's not, but in the scenes where she's supposed to be, they dishevel her hair and they give her, like, I don't know, natural makeup. I guess it's supposed to look right, as though she's okay. not wearing the makeup. The no makeup makeup. It's quite convenient that when she finishes being made up, she walks out and because she's on an airstrip, there's, like, wind blowing and everything. And it's all in slow yeah. motion. So it just, I heard the music that was supposed to indicate this is the reveal. Yeah, yeah the Tom uh, Jones it went on song. For quite a while. Yeah. What, what does she do when the the love interest Eric Eric is that his name? He says, 
look what you've done. You've made a gorgeous. Oh my goodness. And then it pauses for a second. And then he's like, well, in comparison, what does she do? What, what is, what, what do you think? There's she a does? bigger question here. Does she kind habits? of like glare at him with raised eyebrows? Uh, she bites a carrot. Oh, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> she, or she doesn't even buy a carrot. She's eating a carrot because she can't right. eat junk food anymore. She's been eating like celery and carrots and whatnot. Didn't he say earlier about her eating? She's like eating with her mouth full or yeah. mm. <laughs> eating with her mouth full. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. um, eating with her mouth open or talking yeah. with her mouth full. One yeah. of the two. So are there any other like habits that they gave her that are purely visual that established she's uh, disgusting? Well, yeah, she's like picking things out of her teeth. Um, the way that she eats, she eats, she does eat with her mouth open. Right. Um, so when she sits down to <laughs> meet with Victor, um, when he's first introduced, she's like eating with her mouth open, and she and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "How am I supposed to fix this up?" Which is funny because that, who cares, right? For a pageant person, does that matter? Oh, you have to do everything properly. You have to set up straight. You may have heard yeah. she said she says yeah, and then he's like, "No, you have to say yes." They don't serve you a meal on stage and watch you eat, do they? <laughs> eat this sandwich. <laughs> it's about, it's about it the way right. you conduct yourself, though. I suppose, yeah. Also. Right after that scene where he's like, you're gorgeous, there's an explosion. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yes, there like is. Like a big explosion. It was loud. And it's I was a like, random well, explosion. Peace. What happened? Before we get to the explosion, there's just one bit just before that, which I don't know whether you guys heard or not, but she calls them donut Nazis. Do you remember hearing that? I remember her saying that. But I don't Did she say that to the dogs it. or something? What happens is she tries to smuggle donuts out because there's a buffet <laughs> Uh, she has to snuggle donuts out under her clothes. Right. And then right. there's a sniffer dog, and it starts sniffing at her crush. And then she pulls out a donut and, <laughs> and throws it back at them. And she's like, are you happy, you donut Nazis? <laughs> I remember her saying that, and I don't know why I didn't have a question about that, because I didn't know what was going on. I must have just accepted it, like, oh, yeah, donut yeah. Nazis. <laughs> yeah, of course. They exist. Obviously, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, then they are outside, and there's an explosion. And that is the perp, who we don't actually see. Um, experimenting with explosives. So it cuts away to a different scene. It cuts away to another scene when they're in a, like a car park or something at night. Okay. Right. Just to remind you that this isn't a film about a beauty pageant. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which I needed because, I again, I, I was just like, right, good, we're back to the Legally Blonde stuff. And then that explosion <laughs> happened and I was like, oh, yeah, she's FBI. I'm starting she? to think that you don't know anything about what happened in the final scene. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I mean, we'll come to it. I think I did. I, think I, <laughs> okay. I, I definitely started to, to get it into my head because I kept insisting on cutting back to the FBI stuff, which I was <laughs> not interested in in the slightest. There's a weird moment where they knock on her hotel door or something and it's like, Vic yeah. wants to see you. Yeah. And I think she's, she sighs with relief or something. And she's like, ah, finally gets to sleep after like two days or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, I'll give you a cookie because that's clearly better than sleep after two days of not sleeping <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I i thought that was weird i thought maybe there was like a, i don't know she was already in the process of getting up or something like that was a bizarre like like hey wake up it's the middle of the night wake up yeah, in the middle of the night do you want a cookie like i'll give you a cookie okay. like, like i don't know it's probably just further establishing that she's disgusting <laughs> so she wakes up well she didn't wake up she eric comes to her window in the middle yeah. of the night and drags her off because victor wants to do some more practicing at night so they go to do more rehearsing on stage, like how to walk. And then after that, he walks her back to her room. Luke made a point about her being drunk. But she's, right. she's just very tired. 
Uh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, because... no, I thought that. She played it weirdly because it sounded like she was drunk. <laughs> I thought she was drunk and I was like, wait, w- she just went out with Victor. There was no indication that she's yeah. been getting progressively more drunk. She was just suddenly really drunk. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. What, what was what, going on? What happened in the scene just before that? Well, no, that's where she's saying, um, oh, I don't have a talent. And Vic makes a funny comment. He's like, all she'll be able to do is convert oxygen into carbon dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's like, oh, oh, no, I might have a talent. Is, right. Maybe Piers knows. Is her talent running her fingers on the outside of glasses? Or is it playing a theremin? Because either is really impressive. No, they make comment about um, not glass spinning. No, not what is it? That, that is what she's doing. That is her talent. That's her talent. Yeah. That's really yeah. impressive. <laughs> that's not. Like that's a, actually a good talent. Well, that's that's like one of those talents where you'd say, that is a talent. That is, <laughs> that's something you go on like, I, I suppose, that, I suppose that's the point, is that the other girls, uh, she, she makes fun of um, the baton twirl and go, what's her name? None of the names stick. She looks like Kirsten Dunst, by the way, if you wanted an image of what she looks like. Okay. okay. I've never Did seen you? her in anything else, but she does look like Right. Uh, yeah, her talent is wine glasses. Yeah, I thought it sounded really impressive. I, I thought for a second it was a theremin, and I was like, no, they wouldn't put a theremin in Legally Blonde. Um, <laughs> and, then, right. and then I was thinking, because wasn't there a scene where she was talking to Michael Caine, and you can hear that in the background, and yeah. I had already thought back then right. that yeah. it sounded the first like, scene. and that's her doing that, is it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I suppose that's probably how he discovers that, that she can do that. When Eric is walking her back to her room, she's sort of she's making fun of him, saying, you want to kiss me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's when she sounds drunk. And that's when she sounds drunk. Mm, yeah. yeah. And then he stops her by leaning in. Then he bites into a chocolate bar. He, does, he doesn't kiss her. <laughs> that's what I was, I, I was going to guess. He that. gets up real close and then just bites into a chocolate bar and he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Wow, what a power play. It is, <laughs> it is great. What, what a baller. Wow, it's mm. so savage. Okay, so the next day after that night where Eric pulls off the most baller move of all time, the yeah. girls accuse Gracie <laughs> of sleeping with the judge. Um, and she mugs off Eric, who is then offended. Wait, she mugs him off? Well, yeah. I, she, I thought you just said that she didn't. Uh, yeah, him. no, she insults she him behind his but back. But she does yeah. insult him. But the thing is, they're all watching on surveillance, so it's never yeah. really behind their back. I don't really remember any of that. Yeah, she subverts him because it cuts to like the telephone radio effect thing. You know that yeah, someone's yeah. listening. And so yeah, it yeah. cuts to them in the in the surveillance van or whatever it is saying. I can't remember he, quite what she said. He did do a good job of doing it. That is one strength to this, is that you could definitely tell that there was someone talking to her through a headpiece or whatever. Yeah. Mm. You know. Oh, that's good. They communicated that pretty well. Um, so then they all showcase their talent. Um, yeah. And hers is obviously making music with wine glasses. And then she spots someone yes. in the audience who she thinks might be... She their, tackles him off stage. Guy. She leaps oh, off yeah, the stage. Oh, yeah, she does. I forgot about that. Yeah, she mm. like attacks some random guy who's like doing nothing. Mm. How is yes. he dressed? Because he's uh, in a white Stetson, right? Yeah, he's, he's dressed like a classic Texan, really. I mean, the gun and all. Which is why, which she, is tackles why she tackles him. And then okay. I think it's Vic who's like, this is Texas, everyone has a gun. This whole midpoint of the film... Yeah started to lose me a bit because like like i said before because i was like invested in the pageant um and i was so eager for for gracie to win i lost interest in the whole fbi thing and then they tied it back to that for this whole like mid to end section yeah 
which bothered me, A, and confused you were me. Because you were just trying to listen to Legally Blonde and they kept bringing were, me back. I was just waiting for this whole, like... And it did happen, that whole ending thing. But they start talking about the people and because I didn't really understand who the bad people were or why it mattered or how it tied to the pageant and stuff, yeah. that whole mid-thing where he was all angry at her and, and stuff. And right, that was lost of, on you. Oh, man. I, I just, I lost interest. Oh, which that's meant a I shame. Because what's his name? Only Hudson, like, comes back and, and there's a whole yeah. thing in the hotel room. It's yeah, funny, yeah, so yeah. I, I wasn't lost. I thought that the characters were very well defined. This knowing... is Piers' favourite film. <laughs> it is. It is basically my favourite film. No, I thought it was a really well scripted thing where it was, and it was communicated well in the audio that she's the disgraced FBI agent who tackles a guy <laughs> from the stage. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and, yeah, then, yeah. and very quickly palms it off on TV where she's like, oh, yeah, I was, you know, I don't want people to smoke or something. And, yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> we, we like you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know that she's there on the operation and you know the FBI are taking a big risk with this and she's on thin ice and, yeah. Yeah. She's, a, and she's a bit of a wild card for the, yeah. for the job when and I, you know that. And so like when you get to the midpoint where Vic and everyone else is doubting her, it kind of mm. makes sense. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm expecting this midpoint in the film. Yeah, it's a Hollywood yeah. thing, you know. Uh, loosely, I kind of understood all of that. It's just that took up a large amount of time, that whole thing. And it was kind of like she tackled someone, she's messed up. They could have moved on the same as the start, you know. To me, it because I didn't care that much about that whole part, the fact that they spent like 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes with that whole section just dragged on to me. I was mm. like, get back See? to the pageant. <laughs> get back to the spinning baton. And it did. And it was fantastic. It, it, it did. did. It did it did it also in a really nice way because mm. obviously you have, the, you have the argument between Gracie and Vic. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I thought was a really, really good scene where they're both saying what types of people they are. Right, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I'm a miserable, grumpy elitist." Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Ugh, "I don't like you," Ugh. and then she runs away to. <laughs> he sounded just like her. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, it's a good impression. Um, and then she runs away to Matthews. I think she calls him, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, I don't have relationships and I don't have friends, but I'm, a, I'm yeah, okay yeah. with that." The whole self-realization. Like, portion yeah, of the film. that's to be expected at that point in the film. And then you have the the really really Hollywood moment where Matthews comes back and says. I just want Vic and the pageant people to see what I see. And then, yeah. and then there's this like really gentle acoustic guitar chord, like ding, 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 in the pause. And then he says, they're going to love you. And you're like, oh, oh, it's <laughs> up. <laughs> and then he pulls her into the pool. And then he pushes her into the pool, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's actually in the pool, so. So is he just messing with her? So he yeah, eats, he's just flirting. He eats a he? chocolate bar. He's he's a lesson in flirting. Step one, eat a chocolate bar two millimetres from their face. <laughs> Step two. Step two, attempted drowning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs he needs to learn some lessons, yeah. like she does. Ha-ha, thematics. Nice. But he got her in the end. Piers, you are like seven times more invested in this film than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what happens in the whole... In the whole film. Well, yes, as a whole, yeah. Waiting for the dog. Yeah, that whole like the pageant winning thing was a, a trip. It was an absolute <laughs> fever dream. Are you even vaguely because, aware of what happened? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is like me with pirates. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I get the pageant part of things. Yes, you know. the whole film the was about a pageant. <laughs> it was okay. Okay, the whole like ending scene, right? Yeah. Um, my notes are down now because I don't need them because I'm. <laughs> You're done. The whole time, the idea is that all this FBI stuff is going on, which you can kind of tell by the music, but yeah. the pageant is still going on. Yeah. Right? Um, 
Have you ever watched like a commentary video on something where they're, they're reviewing another video and you're invested in the video and they keep like pausing it to discuss points of the video? <laughs> like, no, just play the video. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That, that's how I felt in the whole pageant scene. They were like announcing the winners. I was like, oh my goodness, what place is she going to come? And then it would like cut to the FBI people talking. I was like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I don't know how she's doing. Um, and so I could follow the pageant parts to a degree, but it kept interrupting with like noise and stuff happening in the background. And I don't know what was happening with that, but I don't care. So I, found I was in this weird place where I was lost. But I was happy to be lost because it allowed me to focus my attention on what was actually happening. It was happening. just the story being told in like half speed. And you were like, come on, let's yeah. do this <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I can't tell you any of the FBI side of things that was happening. But she did come second, mm. which is valiant. A lot of films get that right, though, I found, where it will jump backwards and forwards between two locations yeah. or two events. And, and is that in- what it was doing? Uh, yeah, well, although everything was taking place at that venue yeah it's at yeah. the venue but you're it's cutting between two groups of people at the same venue yeah and in f- other films i found do that quite well because because either the musical change or obviously you know who's where and dealing with who and yeah. um and you can hear by the the environment the sounds in the environment yeah i thought it did that okay again mm. it was it was made you aware of who was fbi and who wasn't mm-hmm. you know generally by the dialogue and the words they use because you're yeah. very familiar with fbi yeah. terms yeah that you can kind of gauge who's who I guess if you're not invested in the FBI stuff, then like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. oh, I'll skip this. I did skip enjoy this. comedically, because I bet it was visually pretty entertaining, mm. when the guy was singing after he'd announced the winner, he was like saying, oh, she's beauty and she's grace like 200 times. And he did sing it 200 times. Um, and you can hear a bunch of like explosions and stuff going off in the yeah. background. <laughs> I, I, love, he, I love that It didn't bit. stop though. He kept singing. Like, <laughs> he just like... carried on. Like he was the only person unaware. <laughs> I, I wrote that down too. I loved that bit where... The full song is playing, right? And you have all the yeah. punching and fighting and she's the explosions beauty, and the gunshots. And then, and then this, like you say, there's just a guy at the front, not even singing the words, just saying the words. Like, <laughs> yeah, he just says, oh, yeah, she's time. great. It's not in time. There's no tune to it. Yeah. It's just literally and there's people saying... in the background repeating, like, yeah, she is great. <laughs> a, okay. Such a weird moment. It is. Since you're so invested in this film and you, you're clearly just waiting to give it three tens, mm. please describe the FBI part of that ending scene to me. <laughs> right, okay, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> it is just a bunch of fighting sounds. They announce the winner and then you have the guy saying the yeah. lyrics. Mm. That's the important part of the film. Now the unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, it is just fighting sounds. But that's kind of irrelevant because you know that the FBI guys are going to catch whoever. Like, yeah. If, if, if they've told the audience who it is, mm. then the FBI are going to know sooner or later and they're going to get yeah. You can mentally just like whiz through the, the fighting bit to get to the bit where they're like, aha, we got him. So I, I can talk you through this and, and feel free to just chime in whenever you feel like you even <laughs> vaguely recognise one of the things that happens. Go on then. So the other guys, and, and by that I mean... The entire FBI crew, yeah. except for Gracie, they're all done yeah. with the operation. Yes, their seniors yeah. like, yeah. we're done with this. Got that. We're going back. They go to get back on the plane. And then Eric has it's just has this realisation yeah. where he's like, nah, she could be right. I've got a hunch about this uh, Kathy Morningside. So he goes back and Vic goes with him. And it's just yes. it's just them two. Yeah. Vic reveals that Frank is the son or something and he changed his name because he's got a uh, oh, violent and, past and, or something. And that's what, that's what makes Eric realise. And it tips, yeah, it tips oh, him yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. 
what was quite funny was to get back into the pageant venue, there's a guard at the door and he's like, I'm going to need some sort of ticket, right? And then Eric shows his, shows his FBI badge. badge. And then Vic shows like a makeup palette, like an unfolded makeup palette. <laughs> 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 it's quite good. It's funny. That's uh, a good so game. then they go in and realize that the bomb that has been foreshadowed earlier on in the film. Yeah, the bomb, which we still don't know why they're blowing up the beauty pageant. The bomb. At least I don't. Okay, the bomb was in oh. the crown, right? Uh, Piers, do you know why? Yeah. Do you know yeah, why? Uh, so they, they made like offhanded comment about the crown. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, don't touch the crown or something. Mm. Yeah. They say something like that. Yeah, she tries to stop her from accepting it, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah, she's like, don't just touch before. the crown or something. Yeah, mm. but that doesn't explain why they're trying to blow up the crown. That wasn't obvious to me that the crown was the bomb. Well, you're so invested in the FBI part of this film. <laughs> <laughs> so, do either of you know why the bomb was in the crown? No, because it wasn't important. <laughs> so, so Kathy, who turns out to be the bad person in this film, she's being fired. They're going to fire her. I did get she that. She was bitter. She was like, how dare they fire me? I'm going to kill, <laughs> I'm I'm going to kill <laughs> the next beauty pageant winner. It's ridiculous. It's so, uh, such them. an overreaction. It's so extreme. But then they know it's extreme because like, the Gracie's like, yeah, I bet you can plead insanity or something mm. when she's put yeah, in the yeah, car. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So in that final scene, she's trying to rip the crown off of Cheryl's head because Cheryl won. Um. Who's Cheryl? Oh, Cheryl is the baton. Wasn't she the nice one? She was the nice one. She's very yeah. ditzy, but she's she's nice. From what? From Rhode yes, Island yeah. or something? Yes, she's from Rhode Island. Um, so eventually, uh, Gracie succeeds in getting the crown off, and she just tosses it into the air, and then explodes. So there was only one explosion. Wow. I thought I heard a series of only, explosions yeah. and gunshots. There was only one explosion. Were there gunshots? I don't think there were gunshots. Yeah, they. Oh, they weren't. Okay. Maybe I thought there were. Oh, maybe there were. I only know because. The, it was annoying. I, I think there were gunshots because there was a, a little um, fob that would trigger the explosion, right? And Frank, mm-hmm. who was the assistant, was yep. the one who was going to trigger that button. And so okay. Eric yep. had to run after him to try and get it off of him. And I think it was like a gun chase. Okay. A gun chase. A gun. Yeah, they were chasing a gun together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. Okay. That um, would have made it more interesting. But he, he was like sort of above the stage. You know that classic thing where like the villain is like above the stage and he's like got a bird's eye view. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And he's Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, exactly. It, it was, yeah. it was Phantom of the Opera. Oh, that's what we watched. Oh, yeah. So. Again, I assume that's what she looked like before she got me. So in. Gaston <laughs> is above the crowd, uh, above the stage. <laughs> okay, that I guess that makes. To be honest, I don't know what I expected. If I had to write down what I would have expected out of the ending of this film, the FBI part, I guess that would be it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the person, it's, it's nothing. The fancy bomb explodes at all. in the air. You yeah. know, no one dies. I, mean, I assume her head's not going to blow up in this film. That would have been fantastic. That then would Gracie have... would have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have. The thing is, I could have told you that that happened, and then you wouldn't have known. <laughs> D- did you have any other questions about this film? I think it should have been named differently. That's not a question. That's not a question. <laughs> 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 but after all of this nonsense, right? This this business, it gets back to like you know what everyone's waiting for, uh, the pageant, um, and she gets crowned as as <laughs> Miss Congeniality, which she is like does, the person yeah. I looked it up because I didn't know what that meant. Right. Um, I think, and maybe this is just the audio that the listeners guild experience yeah. um, that's done this. I think that name is just not 
right for the film because it's first of all that name clearly indicates that it's about a pageant it's about you know some nice girl or whatever because congeniality is supposed to be the girl who's nice to everyone right yeah Yeah. um and she gets that award at the end the miss congeniality because she's so nice and and friendly to everyone and i feel like they retrofit the movie to fit that name they were like oh wait well at the beginning we'll we'll make it so that she was just trying to be nice at the start and that's what got her into this problem you know Mm. and she's really bad looking but she's really nice and friendly and we'll call it miss congeniality I just don't think that's an appropriate name for this. It's just misleading. It's just, it's just not what the film <laughs> they is. They should have called it misleading. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I thought of that. I'm so, I'm so angry. Ugh. I just feel like it should have been something more, not on the nose, but like, I don't know, Spy Girls. Something that indicates that it's, it's about the FBI. It's about this agent going undercover and everything. Yeah. You know, like, like misleading would have, would have, yeah, it would have been, been really a good, good name. It would have um, mm. To me, it wasn't indicative of what the film's about. Yeah. But I don't know. That's, a, that's an odd, odd complaint. Yeah, but it was, I think that's a marketing thing because Miss Congeniality... Yeah sounds nothing like any other film right absolutely instantly recognizable it, it sets yeah. it apart that is true <laughs> spy girl wouldn't have been <laughs> set apart the sequel have, to spy kids yeah they would have thought it was a spin-off series <laughs> i i did like i get that it wasn't supposed to be a pageant film and everything but i i did like that they made her part of that world you know they brought her into it at the end they were all like hey you're part of us even though you were you we know you're the fbi yeah you saved us and we accept you as part of our, our group and everything. I did. I appreciated that they didn't just leave that out and then she's back to the FBI and everything. But I don't feel like she learned anything. Do you not? I thought, I thought she was quite open-minded in her view of pageant girls. Like, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beginning of the film and yes, the end. No, she makes the speech yeah. at the end, right? Saying, oh, I've made some great friends and they're amazing people. But that's it. Yeah, there's, she that's doesn't about say, it. oh, I was wrong. You know, this whole industry isn't about, like, vain people because the film very much establishes that it is about vanity. Mm-hmm. You know, they make out all the girls to be idiots and um, vain. And she doesn't say at the end, oh, they're different. She's just like, yeah, I like them now because I've spent time like, with them. These that's people it. are nice, but she hasn't changed her mind yeah. about the competition. No, no, it's just fine. Exactly. Right? Yeah, but she gained some introspection. That's yeah, true. there's the offhanded comment where Matthews is asking her out and she's like, oh, you think I'm pretty now? You think I'm gorgeous? Mm. So she accepts that. But yeah. like you say, other than that, there's no real real change in her um, no. it seems like she just reverts back to being the same old fbi yeah spy girl but he makes some good strides though because he's like hey back when you're ugly let's go out on a date mm. so that's pretty good i mm. like that <laughs> yeah. date ugly girls is the takeaway from this film so boys having listened to miss congeniality what would you rate it on its listening experience uh luke i gave this a five out of ten and i know peers will disagree because Again, Piers has established this is his favourite film. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was particularly funny. I think there were some funny moments in it, mm. but it wasn't funny enough to give me enough laughter that I was like, oh, that was a fun oh, thing. The, the comedy so didn't that was carry. Marked out. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that was marked out. I didn't find the story that interesting. When you, If you're to put the story down, like beginning to end, I think you could do it in like two seconds. How it intertwined into the whole pageant thing was interesting, but I was more interest, interested in the pageant thing than everything else. Mm. And there wasn't enough on that to make it a story about the pageant. 
So for that reason, I can only give it the mid-range, yes. which is a 5 out of 10. And there weren't enough blonde people in it for you. Or dogs. <laughs> no. M- one more blonde, one more dog. And I probably would have liked it more. <laughs> Maybe change the name. Yeah. Uh, in all honesty, if it had just been a film about a beauty pageant, I would have probably rated it higher. Oh, fair enough. Okay. But it would have been shorter. That's the thing, is that... Yeah, you know, it would have been shorter. Yeah. The, the, as you said, there were funny moments in it, but it wasn't a funny film. But it was also an hour and 50 minutes as a film. It's quite long. Right? Yeah. And if you condense yeah, yeah, yeah. that down into just its funny parts, then yeah. But then I thought it was a feel-good film. I enjoyed it. While it was long, it did fill the space. I didn't feel like there were particularly dead parts of the And film. I don't think it was a, a bad film in any way, but for just listening to, I can only give it an average right in the middle, 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. So, Piers, what would you rate this listening experience? I think I'd give it a 7. Generous boy. There are no Wilhelm screams, so that's a knockdown. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, automatically gets another oh, point at the, uh, at the oh, listener's guild oh, of course <laughs> but yeah like I say it was fun I didn't feel as if I really missed any information by listening so I got the essence of the film from the audio which was good even though you missed bits of, of the ending sequence having not seen it yeah but I got the gist of it so you know that she threw the crown into the air and it exploded oh I, yeah I didn't know about the <laughs> flying crown oh that's the best part <laughs> It should have been called The Flying Crown. <laughs> that indicates to me, though, the fact that you can rate it 7 out of 10, but you can't remember the specifics about the FBI side of things makes me think that you're just rating the pageant side. And that's what I wanted to do. And I also would have given it a 7 out of 10. But with the FBI stuff that you don't know what's happening, you have to give it lower. I see. How well was this story told through its audio loop? I gave this a 7 out of 10. Oh, fair um, enough. Because I do agree with Piers. Uh, I think uh, I get what the film is about more or less. The story's really clear, but since there's so much in the story about how she and everyone else looks and transforms, I feel like I missed what I guess was the fundamentals for why, A, she hated the idea of a beauty pageant, mm-hmm. B, no one thought that she would belong in a beauty pageant, C, she had so much trouble transforming and everything. All of that has to be told visually, you know? She had mm. to be made to look ugly. Mm. Yeah. But then you're yeah. saying that that was done in the audio, so I don't know. That's the only reason I can't give it higher. I think 7 out of 10 is quite generous. So I gave it an eight. Piers, you're going to push this to like the highest rated film on our list. <laughs> the thing is, I know that Piers' desire to watch this film is a 10. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. No, eight out of 10. I thought that the main characters I could distinguish. Yeah. I could understand their actions and what they and why they were doing things, particularly with the settings, because I'm familiar with the settings and you're familiar with the FBI side of it and you kind of know how beauty pageants work. You know what's happening. Even if, like that, at the end, even if you don't know what explodes, it doesn't really matter because you know, oh, the FBI is going to get the guy. So it's, yeah, yeah, you yeah. still know the story um, just with the audio. So mm. 8 out of 10. Desire to watch this film, Luke? Uh, I gave this a 4 out of 10, which isn't as low as I thought beforehand I would have put down. But then again, I thought this was a chick flick. You know, I thought this was Legally Blonde. Yeah. Like I said, it's not like I hated it. But I feel like I've now experienced it enough to not need to. Okay. It kind of yeah. speaks to the previous rating because I know everything yeah. that happens in the story more or less. And it's not that I don't want to watch it more. It's just that I don't need to. I've basically seen the film. Now. Okay. I agree. I gave it a six out of ten. Okay. Which is hard to watch. Yeah. But then I, for the same reasons, but slightly higher because I would still watch it. Having now heard it and being so familiar with the film doesn't put me off from knowing the story again. I think at the end of a listening experience... Often there's like key points where you're like, oh, I want to see that. I want to yeah. see that. And if there's enough of those, that will merit watching the film yeah. after mm. having listened to yeah, it. Yeah. But in this, the only thing I really want to see is her transformation. 
I kind of just wanted to see Michael Caine, although he sounds like he's pretty standard in this. Yes. Um, yeah. Watch Batman. Other than that, I don't care about seeing anything else in this film. Perhaps they're superior in a bikini. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you say, there aren't like big set pieces or specific moments I want to see, but I would see the film as a whole. Yeah. Mm. It would still be an enjoyable film to watch. I think I'm just comparing it to like Pirates of the Caribbean when it's yeah. like, I want to see everything from that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So what's your combined total, Luke? Uh, 16. 16 out of 30. That's that right. is higher than average. My total is 21 out of 30. 21. Oh my nice. That is our highest scoring film so far. That is glowing. Piers loves this film. Well, it's a good <laughs> film, and I think it performs well as an audio. I'm not going to argue with your rating, obviously. You enjoyed it, and you're wrong, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, here's where I'm coming from, and we can cut this out, but I'm just hesitant to give anything such a high rating because there must be some films out there that are perfect to listen to. Films like Hitch, you know. I bet that's such a good film to listen to. Well, we'll have to get to um, it. The thing well, is, we we've all we've seen, all seen that one. it like but hundreds that doesn't of matter. times. That doesn't, I'm happy to still do it. Um, I don't know. Well, we hope this uninformed review has helped you decide whether you want to listen to Miss Congeniality. Join us next week where we'll be reviewing another one of your favourite blockbuster movies. We'll see you then. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe in your podcast app to get notifications when a new episode is added. If you have a movie recommendation or just want to say hello, email us at listenerspodcast at gmail.com. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.